What's going on, guys? What's up? Yo. Welcome, everyone, to the second episode of the Geeking Squad podcast. Woo-hoo! Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, of course, am Larry. Over here, across the table, down the way, we have... Vito. And then the glue, the, the, the sticky stuff holding us all together. <laughs> no, you don't like that. I don't know how that I feel about that. Yeah, you don't like being the goo. Goo, I'm the goop. <laughs> so if we ever want to fire you, we have to get some gooby gone. <laughs> see, no. if I see that around, I'm going to start getting a little worried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway, I'm Megan. And uh, yeah, you may or may not know us from the other content that you can find at Geeking Poetic. Uh, we do all sorts of shows on YouTube and on various platforms for podcasts but this is the geeking squad podcast where we like to talk about all the really cool articles and pop culture stuff that we post about and others post about in the geeking squad group over on facebook and uh so we want to first of all let's send a a hello to all our friends over there all the all the squad geeks hello (laughs) <laughs> I know we're doing three stages. Oh, hello. 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 <laughs> and if everybody hasn't signed off by now, if you stuck around through all this, thank you for joining us. Uh yeah, we just um we just talk about stuff that's been brought up over in the group over there. If you haven't joined us in the Geeking Squad group, don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. Go do it now. Time's running out. Exactly. Actually, Time's coming not. Out. You can sign up whenever you want, but just do it now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, we are going to talk about, I don't know, all sorts of stuff. If you didn't listen to the first episode that we put out recently, we talked about, you know, UFO conspiracy stuff. We talked about books, movies, all sorts of the TV shows, all sorts of stuff. And we're going to just continue on with that, I think. Mm-hmm. First of all, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah. I'm doing all right. Yeah. That seemed a little tentative to me. If I fall asleep in the middle of this, it's not my fault. You better not. I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, what we need to get, we need to get like one of those little like prod things one of those little kettle prod yeah like a not, yeah maybe not quite that would probably kill her but just some kind of like <laughs> a little much you, know, <laughs> you can dial back the setting though, it be full kill mode. <laughs> full kill mode initiating full kill mode <laughs> like, like, oh, oh, shit, no, no, no. No. <laughs> um yeah we'll just have to keep kind of poking at you kicking you under the table or something make sure you're still we'll get awake. that alien hand squeegee oh, alien hand thing there you go don't you do that don't you fucking do that wake your ass up don't it? do that to me yeah people don't even get yourself know punched in the face <laughs> we have this we i don't know if anybody at home's ever seen it but it, you could go to like a toy store well they don't have toy stores anymore but you know you could go to the toy aisle in a store and they have these um creepy looking like werewolf monster alien looking hand things it's like a grabber or whatever they call yeah. it yeah yeah like things you use to grab yeah. off a high shelf <laughs> 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 well we have one of those things and megan fucking hates it well, i mean hates it it's it's, it's kind of, creepy as shit it freaks me out it's a kid's plastic toy i don't care it's uh the texture is pretty it's too realistic it it's, is it's, it's very it's fucked up weird feeling I guess. And as many times you grab me in the 
War of the Worlds teaser with that damn thing. I think you were just doing it on purpose. Well, of you course. You were enjoying I, my freak out. Yeah, well, I mean, once I knew you were freaking out about it, it was like, oh, okay, this is gold. That, that, that scream in that video is for real. It is for real, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised, especially since you knew it was coming because it was all scripted. I, don't I was care. I was surprised that, well, I mean, I'm surprised that you were such a good actress that you were able to not squirm out of the shot sooner. <laughs> it's like, it's coming. Yeah, because <laughs> you knew it was coming. Yeah, people, if you don't know what we're talking about, on, on the Geeking Poetic um, channel on YouTube, you can see we do like all these goofy little we call them teasers they're they're usually little preemptive videos based on bigger content that we talk about in the one month we were talking about uh mars, mars and stuff. Yeah. so we we did a podcast talking about mars so we did a little spoof video kind of thing of war of the worlds and um megan was a good sport about it it was it's actually one of my favorite teasers of ours yeah that one came out pretty damn good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that one is really funny <laughs> anyway i know there's like few cool things that got like brought up and posted about and discussed some of the some little tidbits and everything and i mm-hmm. think now is as good time as any to get into it and a little segment that we like to call what's shaking bacon <laughs> it's never gonna get old no <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, there's uh, there's been a few different things that got brought up. Mm-hmm. I-, I can start because one of the things I'm really excited about that somebody shared in the Geeking Squad uh, just a few days ago was the announcement that CBS All Access is going to have another Star Trek series coming out soon. That's going to be called Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, and it is going to center around captain christopher pike's version of the enterprise and i know you guys know but for people at home uh if you're not familiar with captain pike he was actually the first the original uh captain of the enterprise at least in terms of chronologically releasing you know trek because of course there was scott bacula's fucking captain archer yeah there was his Enterprise, which I don't want to even talk about that. I hope we're never going to talk about that. Are we? Can we just make a vow right now that no matter how much we talk about Trek, we're not going to have to force ourselves to watch Star Trek Enterprise? I hope not. Especially because of that fucking theme song, dude. Oh, it's the worst. (laughs) Talk about. I can tell you how (laughs) just pissed off I am with that theme song. Yeah, that was right off the bat that just got the whole thing off on the wrong foot. (laughs) But anyway, in terms of chronologically, the original pilot that was created back in 64, 65 Mm -hmm. featured uh, Jeffrey Hunter playing Captain Christopher Pike. As we know, he ended up Hunter ended up leaving the project before it got greenlit for a full TV show. That's when they got Will Shatner to do it. And the rest is history. But they did end up using some of the footage from the Captain Pike stuff and putting it into a first season episode called The Menagerie, which is my favorite Star Trek thing of all time. And we did a whole review discussion <laughs> thing about it on our Trekking Poetic segment. You can find that. I think the audio is up as well. Yeah, you can find it mm-hmm. on all the different podcast platforms. Or if you want to see us talk about it, it's on YouTube as well. Anyway, ever since I was a kid, I have wanted them to do a full series based on the Captain Pike era 
of the Enterprise. And while it obviously it can't have the original people because they're all old or dead. God, they're all dead. I just thought about that. Jeffrey Hunter. Well, Jeffrey Hunter mm-hmm. died back in the 60s. He died. Oh, really? Real, oh, Shortly yeah. After that. Yeah. He, he died real young. And then, of course, number one was Michelle Barrett. Roddenberry. Later, mm-hmm. Roddenberry. She's gone. Of course, ne- Leonard Nimoy's gone now. Mm-hmm. Like everybody important. I know uh, the one that played the butthead Telogian on there. <laughs> uh, that that act, actress is gone. They're They're all gone. So... It's all new actors, and I know that this is an offshoot of Star Trek Discovery because they did feature them in a few episodes mm-hmm. on, on Discovery, but we have to make the confession that for as much as we pride ourselves on being such Star Trek fans, we've never watched a single episode of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I had like no interest to watch that when it got released because the technology and stuff was like, well, why would you make it so advanced if we're actually going backwards Back in the time. timeline? Well, that's always been a problem. <clears throat> that, that was one of my first, and a lot of other fans, first reactions when we saw the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Like before we even realized how fucking horrible they were, and they are, don't you two argue with me, before we even realized <laughs> how horrible they were, and before we had even fully been able to comprehend the existence of Jar Jar Binks. Oh my god. One of the <laughs> poor Jar Jar. But um <laughs> the the main thing that stood out to me when we were wa- when I was first watching the Phantom Menace is I was like, holy shit, look at this technology. Look at all these beautiful ships and all this stuff they can do and all this and I'm like, how do you go from this into a new hope, you know, that was made at that point 30 years prior. A new hope was like taking a major technological step backwards from yeah. all the stuff that was in. Now, I know they try to kind of explain some of it away that, well, like things were lost and destroyed and ghettoized because of the Empire taking over and all that. But it, I, it still wouldn't erase technology. Yeah. I don't know. I can see that. But I've heard so much good stuff about Discovery. Yeah, me too. I'm think, excited to see it now. Yeah. I think we need to give it a shot. We can try. If we made it through the last couple episodes of Star Trek Picard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we're going to be forcing Megan to have to watch Voyager. Oh, Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> All right, watch Jane Ray cry every episode. Here it comes. She doesn't cry every episode. She fucking does. No, she doesn't. She She hardens up over time. She, she's like my second favorite captain. Whoa. Seriously. I could see that. Like, she's fucking badass, man. Like, in the later seasons, like, holy shit. She is. Great. She really yeah. is. No, I no, haven't no, even she made really out is. at season one yet, so. That, yeah, well, yeah. Even the first season, the next gen, there's some clunkers in there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, there definitely is. There's okay. some times where I was like, ooh, I, man, I don't know if I like these guys more than the next gen cast sometimes in some episodes. It's like. Think about that. Wow. Yeah, it's. That's, <laughs> I'm, Wow. I know. And I love the shit out of Next Gen, but some, yeah. some of those Voyager episodes are like, holy fuck, this is incredible. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I know right. a bunch of people, Meg, that say they think Voyager's way better than Next Gen overall. Oh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this, guys. Well, I guess we'll find out, won't yeah. we? We shall see. We shall see. Um, but anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Anything mm-hmm. uh, that's caught your eye lately? Because there was something you were telling me about earlier that I was like, okay, it seemed weird at first, but I kind of <laughs> like, laughed. Oh, okay, I laughed at it, but then when you explained it, I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." So there's, there's a there's a concept for making a movie or filming a movie, mm-hmm. 
And the whole concept is to actually film a movie in outer space, Vito. Fuck yeah. I had a Sign me up to be like a fucking uh, rigger or something like that. <laughs> I'll fly up there. <laughs> Work the cameras yeah. and shit. Yeah. Now, who's doing so, this? So, um, I believe it was SpaceX is in process of working with like NASA and stuff to take Tom Cruise to the International Space Station. And strand his ass there. <laughs> and so we never hear from him ever again. Yeah, this is all a ploy to get rid of Tom Cruise. <laughs> but they're going to send him up there to film an actual space movie in outer space. That's fucking so cool. And he does his own stunts. And can you imagine if they put him in an EVA suit and he's out there fucking screwing the, the bolts and shit? He's going to want to, you know. I'm sure he'll want to. That's, this is going to solidify him. As if he wasn't already, but my God, he's going to be huge. Yeah. He, he's going to be he, a legend. And he's great in science fiction movies, man. Mm-hmm. Super good. So that could be could a be very awesome. cool thing. But their end game here is hoping, because um, I think one of the directors or whatever saw Tom Cruise in Top Gun when he was a little kid, mm-hmm. and he knew from that moment on he wanted to be a Navy pilot. He's like, so I want to do this to inspire little kids for the future to be our next astronauts mm. and to really get the space exploration underway. Nice. So, because <laughs> they didn't want to, they didn't want to show kids to Armageddon because right? that would yeah. have been a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> let, 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 let's not do that. So hopefully this goes well. So it, <laughs> so it works out for them. But my only qualm here is, is, I love Tom Cruise and he is great in things. But if you're going to speak to younger generations and stuff like that is tom cruise the best bet or should you go with a younger more popular actor yeah that is true yeah because i don't know if kids these days really know who tom, tom cruise, cruise is, is besides that crazy scientologist guy right exactly is that gonna hurt them or i think kids know who tom cruise is i think the i think the key to it is going to be he can't just be like the only yeah may- maybe draw. they do tom cruise and a younger one together Maybe. Right. If there's other like young actors and actresses in mm-hmm. this as well, then yeah. I can see that being a draw. Like Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got Bruce Willis, but you always also have all these. Yeah. Well, the, Tyler yeah, and shit. Right. Yeah. At the time who was young and, and uh, what, what's his nuts? Uh, Batman. Um, ben Affleck. Yeah. Affleck. That's oh, yeah. It. I love Armageddon, dude. I watch that movie any day of the week. <laughs> see? That's a good it, movie. I like Deep Impact more. Oh, yeah. As far as like story and emotional wise, but Armageddon is just, I don't care. It's fun, man. Yeah, well, so Deep fun. Impact is a fucking bummer. That is a bummer, dude. <laughs> that's a real fucking bummer movie. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not exact. That is not a happy ending kind of movie, you know. But great film, man. Yeah. I love it. So hopefully this will have a happy ending so they want to have the kids want to be astronauts. So it has to have a happy ending, right? I would hope so. Hopefully it doesn't turn out like Gravity or whatever that movie was. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, too, just all this stuff that's going on with SpaceX and, and whatnot. Weren't you, you were telling me, wasn't, they're not the only ones that are starting to develop this whole taxiing to space kind of thing. Yeah. Um, was it Boeing has been trying to do it as well? Trying. And uh, Richard Branson from Virgin? Virgin oh, as well. Yeah. He's been doing. I think he was like the first guy, first guy, right? Yeah, but I think he ran into some issues. I think one of his things exploded and somebody died. Oh. Oof. Yeah. So <laughs> it seems like SpaceX has had the most success at this point to getting 
something to the space station and back safely. I think they have what twenty successful missions doing that oh, well, non-manned. Yeah. So soon they're going to send another shuttle capsules, what they're calling them, to this station. But this is going to have actual astronauts on it. Nice. To give this the first try and come back. And Musk wants us to go to Mars, so I'm fucking behind him all the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that'll be first step to space travel, Vito. Except for those spacesuits. Did you guys see the? the stuff they had no that's kind of oh. cool I didn't, didn't like them i think they look like fucking halloween costumes well they are designed by hollywood they are that's true so. that's right. i thought they were kind of <laughs> sleek and cool and the, the helmets are 3d designed the helmets are really cool 3D i like printers, the helmets yeah so I, th- I thought they were pretty sleek and cool just the the way they're they not walk, as bulky know. like you're a that's marshmallow true. man yeah trying to like blow up <laughs> ghostbusters and shit <laughs> so oh, i thought man. they were kind of nice what were they saying about people would be, they anticipated people were going to start being taxied out there? They're not taxing people out there. They're um, sending new shuttles out because the whole point of SpaceX and Boeing and stuff like that is like the taxi service kind of thing into outer space. But that leaves NASA free to do long travels and long mm, expeditions okay. and everything like that. And they anticipate sending in new shuttles out in 2021 and then in 2024 or something. Yeah, because right now we're like relying on Russians to bring us up there in their Soyuz capsule or whatever it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think SpaceX is, I think we haven't launched a spaceship from American soil in like almost 10 years or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it's been like nine years. That's crazy, man. We were on the fucking top of the world when it came to space travel. It's because everybody stopped caring I know. It's just fucking so dumb. It is dumb. <laughs> it is, it's short-sighted, you know? It's just like so many other things that get short-sighted. And wh- we find ourselves in these, like, situations, you know, where we're like, oh, no. What do we do now? And I'm like, well, that's what happens when you're short-sighted. You don't, you <laughs> need, that's why you need to always be thinking ahead. And space exploration and travel and colonization and it's imperative to our survival <laughs> it, it really yeah. is you start building those deep space nine space stations there you and go. shit yeah get us up there yeah absolutely i don't see how people you know and i wonder after the current situation we're in right now will that possibly start to trigger more people thinking about that because you know i think everybody's gotten so comfortable and so used to like you know well i've got every creature comfort of earth here you know it's like as long as i got my my beer and my takeout food and my 70 inch tv and i've got all these stuff you know at my whim and i've got cars that can park themselves now and all sorts of other shit and i can work from home and blah 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 and everybody's like well who gives a fuck about space exploration it's like and then a pandemic happens (laughs) and then they're like and it's like well you know okay well what do we do about this pandemic it's like oh kind of nothing you're just more or less gonna have to wait it out till we find some meds and some and some vaccines and stuff but in the meanwhile yeah you guys are just gonna have to kind of deal with it and yeah we think this is gonna happen more and more by the way and everybody's like oh then maybe we need to start thinking ahead and advancing science whether it's studying and preparing for disasters and stuff or even, and like I said, going into outer space. What if we needed to get a large group of people just off this fucking planet permanently or for like, say, even just temporarily in order to preserve the human race or something like that? Right. Yeah, I mean, the Stargate under Cheyenne Mountain's not going to be there forever. 
We got to figure something else out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I think that that's the kind of stuff that 10 years ago or 15 years ago, you know, the average young person or something would have said like that's yeah, stupid whatever. who cares i don't care about that shit. dude when i was a teen in the 90s man it was all about we're gonna go to europa we've got this plan to go to europa go underneath the, the waters with this robot we're gonna have a hotel <laughs> in space by 2020 the japanese wanted to make a hotel in space by 2020 right we're gonna be on mars by 2025 2030 and it's like none of that had even been talked about after that no like there's no plans for any of that shit no. Pisses me off. <laughs> I know. Because like, dude, by the time I'm 40 or 45, we're going to be there. It's going to be so awesome. And now it's like, I'm not going to see this. <laughs> Probably in my lifetime, man. I don't know. Because well, Maybe now, it will now. If there's a renewed interest. That's, uh, yeah. And I need think. more little musks running around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ho- hopefully this movie will ignite that passion again. Yeah. In us. But now, yeah, now I think you're starting to see more and more people going like, oh, okay. Like, I see the necessity behind this. And who knows? The aliens might appear and just come and take you, Vito. We can only hope. Vito's like, I've been waiting and waiting. (laughs) Or give us the, the technology we need to make this happen faster so you can get in space. Yeah. You never know, man. You know, I mean, you're still a fairly young guy. You're not even in your 40s yet. I would not be surprised if within the next 10 to 15 years we see a major advancement in terms of people getting out to space, hopefully, knock on wood, if things continue the way they're going, I don't know, man. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that in 15 years we may have space stations out in space that people are, it may not just be like every, you know, Joe Schmo that gets a fucking Groupon you know, for it or something. It's like, hey, I got a group on for the Space Station 5 out there. You know, we want to go. It's like, yeah, sure. I don't think it's going to be that basic. I think that's way down the line. But I do think it'll be more of a common thing and stuff. So I need people to work up there so you can always apply for a job. That's true. I was going to say that that's a lot of jobs that can open up. Exactly. You know? It really would be. Imagine doing this podcast with Vito in space. A hell of a transmission. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Vito in space. <laughs> I, I don't know that much about the moon. I have to admit, I know, I have very basic knowledge of the moon. I, I don't know what there is to know about it other than some of the basic stuff. But do you think that there is any plausibility to them being able to build stations like on the moon? They need to in order for deep space travel because of the helium three which is found on the moon that they can use as fuel. So the moon would be like a way station to gather fuel to get to Mars or someplace else. Are or, you being serious yes, right I now? Am. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> sure. I can never tell if it's like, no, this is actually out of this fucked up movie I watched on, on Tubi last week. You know? <laughs> no, seriously, no, go on. No, that's been a plan that NASA's had, is they need to set up some kind of base on the moon to act as a halfway point between astronauts transitioning from Earth to another ship or whatever to go to Mars. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and for water and stuff like that. That would be like, uh, well, hopefully this happens, but they want to do like asteroid mining where they send out mining ships. They come back, the moon processes it, sends it back down to Earth, and we trade supplies like oh, that. Yeah. That would be awesome. So the moon really would be like a satellite in a sense, you know, like, yeah. uh, in, you know, not just a term for it being a satellite. Yeah. 
object. I mean, it could be like an actual station. I just don't know that much about like the conditions on the moon. Like, are they fairly stable? So it's one sixth gravity of Earth. Right. Um, there's no atmosphere, obviously. So you'd have to live under domes or I don't even know if you could live underground. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, yeah, think I don't you know. Can. And that's all I got. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, well, that's see, that's what I'm talking about is I don't know. I don't know too much about it, but I mean, they don't. It's not like being on Mars where they have like storms and things like no, that. No, right? no, no, no. Because yeah. there's no atmosphere. Correct. Yeah. Even on, imagine you have to worry about since there's no atmosphere, like shit hitting like asteroids and radiation sun flares yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. radiation's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, so you'd have to make well what you can do is you can use the moon soil and I guess you could turn it into like bricks or some kind of glass that would protect you from the radiation. Okay. I think that's one of the things they want to do. Okay. Yeah. Whereas on Mars, like you do have the atmosphere, but since it's so low and the pressure's so low, a storm doesn't really have that much kick to it, but it'll just blow up dust. Mm-hmm. But if you stood outside on Mars, you wouldn't get like blown over by heavy winds or something like that. Okay. Okay. But still, you'd have to live underground on Mars because of the radiation, unless you built some kind of dome. On Mars or the moon? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, so when they say they're going to film this, well, I, I don't know if you have any more details. When they say they're going to film a Tom Cruise movie in space, do they mean it's going to literally be like in space, like on a craft, or are they going to try to like go to the moon and do it or something? Um, no, it said it's going to be on the International Space Station. I see. That's what it said, because they've already had the successful missions to there unmanned, so they, they know they can get there easily and get Tom Cruise there sa- safely. Hopefully, um, hopefully safely. <clears throat> Uh, there's an astronaut named Chris Hadfield who shot a music video on the International Space Station. Really? He did a cover of... Um, Space Oddity by Bowie or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah he I plays did. guitar. He brought his guitar on the space station. It's actually pretty neat. You should check it out. Chris Hadfield. Hmm. I've got his audiobook too. It's really good. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Well, real quick, while I'm thinking of movies and space-related movies and all that kind of stuff, another thing that somebody posted in the squad that I got pretty excited about, and I'm sure you guys don't give a damn about it, unfortunately, <laughs> is that they're coming out with like a 4K deluxe box set version of 1980s Flash Gordon movie. <laughs> One of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, okay. Do you say so? Dude, that movie's so fucking awesome. It's got this incredible soundtrack, one of the best soundtracks ever made for a movie. It's got Max von Sydow as Ming the fucking Merciless. It, it Come on, man. That movie's great. <laughs> I work out to that soundtrack all the time because it, you know, who doesn't want to be Flash Gordon? You're a New York Jets quarterback. <laughs> Vito, apparently. <laughs> I raised my hand. <laughs> Vito just raised his hand like on me. You're a New York Jets quarterback that accidentally gets blasted out into space and you have to save the Earth from imminent destruction. Have you ever seen it? I've got a Flash Gordon Goes to Mars serial from like the 40s or 50s upstairs on DVD. Bitch, that ain't the same thing. <laughs> I'll take that one over the movie. You've never seen it. I've seen parts of it with the guys with enough. the flying suits or whatever. The Hawkmen. Yeah. Brian Blessed is, <clears throat> is Prince Volton. That's one of the best characters of all time. This is not up for debate. Then why have I never heard of him, Larry? Brian Blessed? Well, because you're not British. <laughs> He's a very well-known British actor. <laughs> Because he doesn't star in like, you know. British actor is not all time actor. 
is one of the greatest characters of all time. Oh, okay. Voltan, is that what it is? <sighs> prince Volton. Oh, he's a prince. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Volton. He's he's the leader of the Hawkmen. And then Timothy Dalton plays Prince uh Prince Baron. And he lives on like the th- this planet where it's more like trees and swamps and stuff like that. That was definitely pre-Bond, right? Yes, pre-Bond, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, at, at that time it was Roger Moore. Was, yeah, because Dalton was like 87 or 86 or something. Yeah, yeah, and this was 1980. So, I mean, it's campy and ridiculous, you know, granted, but I don't even want to hear it because both y'all watch some campy and ridiculous motherfucking movies. <laughs> so, you know. We each have our weakness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, this was all filmed, you know, 40 some odd years ago. You don't want movies 40 years ago in 4K, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) You don't. (laughs) But, you know, if it's got like enhanced soundtrack, you know, and sound and effects and various things, and if it comes with a bunch of extras and all that stuff, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. I definitely want it. Because Flash Gordon's never been like super heavily merchandised. There is merchandise out there, and most of it's come out in like the last five to ten years. So it's kind of cool. So I'm just excited about that. So I'm sure some of you out there have to be fans of this incredible movie, just like I am, unlike these schmoes I'm sitting here with. <laughs> so for all of you out there, yeah, look it up. Uh, we'll, it, w- when there's more information about it, I'll post it. If somebody else doesn't already do it, I'll post it over in the Geeking Squad, and you can check it out there. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. I think it is about time that we delve into the main topic of squad talk. Um, I saw an article about how like the movie theater industry is being affected by everything going on. I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay. It's like a side effect. I know I personally never saw coming forever changed how we see movies. Yeah. Cause like, was it universal? release trolls directly to TV instead of releasing it in the movie theater. And And they're like, like hey, this could be, you know, what they say, the sea of change. Like, this could be just how it happens anymore. And then AMC theaters is like, well, if you're going to do that, fuck you then. We ain't ever going to show any of your movies. How do you like that? Right. And then Universal started backpacking. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't say we didn't like the movie experience. You know, it's just this could be the new how it is now. It was stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it was very stupid. It sounded like they were kind of trying to backpedal there at the end. Yeah, because they would have been fucked if, and they probably are fucked if AMC sticks their guns and doesn't show their their stuff in the theaters. If AMC even makes it through this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the other thing, too, that also, I don't know if you were aware, but even prior to that whole incident happening, AMC had been reporting at the start of the whole um, 
onset of the pandemic and everything that they were really concerned that they won't they wouldn't be able to make it through mm-hmm. a shutdown because they've been in kind of dire straits anyway right i think that it was even more of a kick in the ass from universal mm-hmm. to then turn around and say hey we know your theater's already struggling we know you're going to be struggling through all this but we don't care we just care more we need about our money. We need our money and we need it now. So, you know, fuck you. We're just going to put this out direct, you know, to direct buy at home or whatever the hell it was. I think that was really short sighted on their part. I mean, we don't know what happens behind the scenes and if there mm-hmm. were conversations, but they should have at least sat down with AMC and all of them and whoever else and said, look. Here's the situation. We don't want to fuck over your movie theater and everything, but we have to get our money back on this because we're right. going to be the next one. We can't one. just sit on it forever. We can't sit on it. Definitely. Right. I, I, I understand Universal's predicament with that, mm-hmm. but I think that they were just a little too eager to, you know, wave that victory flag about it. Right. And they completely shut out AMC because they made like millions of dollars and they they kept most of it where if they th- showed it in the theater they would have had to pay half to amc right and they just completely shut them out and fucked them over so they made that much money off streaming huh yeah so streaming is that powerful revenues? well but but is it that's that's the debate now is if yeah is it just that strong or is it because of the circumstances mm-hmm. everybody was at home all the kids were home parents are home needing something to do with the goddamn kids yeah just shut them up for a couple of hours is that why it did so well or is it just streaming is the future i think it sort of is i mean we can even see it now i mean i think it is i think streaming in a sense is the future i just don't think it's exactly correct the way they're viewing it because they're looking at it this one movie then they're like oh wow well we just put this out direct and we made so much more actual profit from it because it you know sold so well and it did so well and everything and i'm like but like meg said you put it out at a time where a you have no competition from any other movies newly released movies and movie theaters and stuff you know what i'm saying you're like you're because nobody can go to the theater there's a ton of other movies that were supposed to be coming out at the same time that didn't come out mm-hmm. because other studios said, no, we'll, we'll wait. We're going to hold on to it. Now, if you told me they had put that out a year ago and said, you know what, we're going to forget all the normal stuff. We're just going to put this out direct, blah, blah, blah. And they put it out direct like that. And at the same time that it's competing with, you know, the new Marvel movie and the new Lego movie and all this other stuff that's out at theaters and they make some amazing showing by putting it direct to home, then I might sit there and go, oh, that's hmm, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. And I mean, we're all three of us are such big fans of not just movies, but the movie going experience. experience. It's just like on the last podcast, we talked about concerts. Like you just mentioned right. about how, you know, is it, is it the death of the concert? Is it going to be online now? It's like, right. I, I don't think it should be because we enjoy the experience of going to the movies, yeah. dropping a shit ton of money just to see one, but we still enjoy it. Right. Same thing for concerts, even, you know, there's yeah. going to be fees and shit. But. I mean, there's some movies that lend themselves to the movie theater experience, and then some I don't think you need to go to the theater to go see. Like, if it's an independent, like, you know, mumblecore 
movie. <laughs> like you're probably not going to spend <clears throat> the big yeah. IMAX movie to go right. Right. to go see that. But in Endgame, you have to go to the theater to go see that movie mm-hmm. at least when it first comes out. Oh man! You know? And what what was that Godzilla? Yeah. Versus monsters or whatever it was, like those big quote unquote blockbuster movies are made for the theater experience. Yeah, and that's what they were saying in this article is like, okay, trolls did really well, but let's nobody's even trying to put out some of these big blockbuster movies to try it on that. They're they're waiting for the theater experience to make their big money. Yeah, right. And again, like I said, I unfortunate. I mean, if they decided, if all the movie studios right now. Worked out, worked out some kind of deal with AMC and Marcus Cinemas and whomever else, and worked out a deal to say, "Hey, look, we can't, we're 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 losing our ass by sitting on these movies and not putting them out. Okay, we have to get them out there somehow." If they sat down and worked out some sort of deal with the theaters, where the de- the theaters would maybe get some sort of cut or have some mm-hmm. sort of something there that would help them and keep good faith with them, but still help the studios to get their product out, I would totally understand. And I think that right now they would do gangbusters. But to sit there and say, well, this is the way from here on out, it's like, well, but hopefully this situation isn't going to last forever that, that we're in. Right. And if anything, it's going to be the total opposite. Once everything is like open and ready to go again. They're going to be ran over with people. People are going to... and, and the movies. Right. And if you're the fucking schmo that put your movie out direct to home at the same time that everybody can suddenly rush out and go to the theater and all that kind of stuff and go see the new Wonder Woman or Maverick or mm-hmm. whatever else is coming out, I think you're going to see some real interesting numbers there where all of a sudden that direct-to-home isn't going to look quite as appealing. You were also telling me earlier there's some... It's that like there's, there's a third option yeah. that some of these movie theaters are starting to do is turning their parking lots into drive-ins. Okay. And then I'm also starting to see more and more states and stuff building drive-ins. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that could be a fun solution for everybody is to go back to drive-ins for a while and maybe they'll stick around because technology is different now. Yeah. What do you, did you, have you ever gone to a drive-in? No. no. Really? Yeah. I never saw the appeal of it. Well, see, and that's... Because don't you have that little small radio box thing? There like you go. That's the, that's the technology I'm talking see, about. See, and that is, that is, that's why I asked, and that's a valid thing. Okay, here's my thing. I know there's a lot of people that seem skeptical about the, uh, of the return of a drive-in. Mm-hmm. And, go, you know, people say, oh, well... The drive-in, you know, it went extinct for a reason and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but those reasons don't really hold anymore. Because like she just said, technology is different. Drive-ins now, like there's a drive-in that's out closer to her house that's way more modern. Like the screen, like the quality of the video and the, mm-hmm. uh, that you see, the film, it looks really good. Now, like your sound comes through your car stereo. Oh, you like tune into their, their broadcast. broadcast. Oh, no yeah. shit. And okay, so the better stereo have oh, the better sound yeah, you get. Yeah, that's true. Fuck yeah. Plus, it's like think about it. Like, how much fun would the three of us have if we went, you know, in a in like like in her car or something like that with a really good stereo? We can talk if we wanted to amongst ourselves. We could be on the phone. We could record cool. ourselves watching it. Yeah, you know, there's also you know you've got you can go pick up your own food. 
we could go get fucking Giordano's or some shit and bring it with, you know, and sit in the car, eat, watch it. If you got, you want to get up and just stretch your legs a little bit, you can, you know, there, there's still bathrooms. There's still a concession stand there. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of cool. I wouldn't necessarily want to see every movie there because it's still not the same as being in that. You don't have the Dolby surround yeah. sound and all that. In that theater like that and feeling and sometimes having, I mean, like you just mentioned Endgame. Like, man, the experience of seeing that with other people in the theater and having our seats rumble and all that other yeah. shit, like, makes that experience so much better. Or the Rise of Skywalker, where they revealed yeah. the name, and the guy behind us, oh, fuck. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> the whole theater starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, that was so. funny. But I think it could be a good, at least temporary solution, and to bring it back and make it more modern. So you could have the option to go see it. You could fucking take, your, take all your kids there. Yeah. And they can all sit in the car and eat and have a good time. And if yeah. they're talking, who cares? That's or they're true. crying, who cares? Yeah, you're not bothering anybody. Yeah, you're in your own car. And so. the experience of being in your car anymore is not what it was years ago. You know, like most people like to be in their car now. You know, it used to be that cars were, I mean, you know, people had nice cars and stuff. But the level of comfort and the technology and all that stuff that people have in their cars now, you can live in your fucking car. You know, it wasn't like back in the day when you were going, you were going in your 76 old Cutlass or something, you know, (laughs) as I had, that's what I owned when I was, that's a great fucking car, man. I love that car, but it isn't a car I'd want to live in. You know what I mean? Now, most people have these like mini SUVs and these other things like that. And fuck, you know, super warm reclined seats that do all this. (laughs) There's YouTube channels where people literally just live in their Toyota Highlander. Right. Just go off road and that's all they do is they live in there and make a fucking YouTube channel off of it. So right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I really think that the drive-in experience is underrated right now. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, it doesn't help that there's, they show movies so infrequently. It's like you you have this day and this day between this time and this time, and it's these two movies, and that's it. So hopefully with the, the rise of these, it will become more like the movie theater experience where it's every night, and you know this night is this, this night is this. And it's right. usually a double feature, so you get two movies mm-hmm. at once. Yeah, that's even right. That's even better. You know? Yeah. Although they may change that because if they're trying to – pick up more slack and show more yeah maybe movies. they'll do an early show and an afternoon show or something you could buy tickets to both or right, right. and it clear yeah i don't know yeah but drive-ins historically were always like double features or sometimes even triple wow you know i can't yeah that's a long Six time. hours in your car to watch well that's why i've told you like here's the thing over where i live that we used to have the 41 drive-in it was on it was on uh us 41 calumet avenue very well-known drive-in and that was where i saw a huge majority of the movies i saw as a kid like probably 60 to 70 percent of the all movies i saw from when i was however old you know three years old or something up until i was you know probably like around eight or nine i forget when exactly it 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 disappeared it got they got rid of it with a, with a lot of other drive-ins in the early 80s 
But all the movies I saw in the 70s, most of them I saw at the 41 Drive-In. The rest of them I saw at the River Oaks Theater and various others and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would see, like, they would take me to go see a movie, like, say, I wanted to go see Close Encounters when I was, like, four years old or five <laughs> years old, right? And I, I, they'd take me to go see that. Well, here's the problem. A lot of times they would take, especially back in those days, they would take a sci-fi movie like that and they would pair it up with something that was really more like a horror movie. So like I saw, when I went and saw Close Encounters, the movie that played before it was a movie called Prophecy from the 70s. Okay. And it was about this weird creature thing. I don't remember the whole thing. It was fucking scary. <laughs> I mean, like even now it's like, you know, like it's a horror movie. And then I have to sit through that. And it was like, what did you guys take me to? <laughs> I was like, my parents are just like, oh, yeah, it's probably not good for him. <laughs> and uh, and then and but the other problem with that, too, was they would take me to see a movie I really wanted. And that movie wouldn't end up starting until like 1030 or mm-hmm. something at night or 10 o'clock at night. I'd never make it through that <laughs> so you'd movie. You'd be sound asleep by then. Every time. Do you know how many times my parents took me to see Grease? They took me to see it because I kept being like, I want to see because I heard the soundtrack all the time and mm-hmm. I loved the soundtrack because they loved it, you know? And I'd be like, I want to see Grease. I want to see Grease. And they took me like three different times and I fell asleep every fucking time. <laughs> so... Eventually, they were like, okay, we're not going to see Grease anymore. You're just going to wait. And then we got a video very shortly thereafter. Okay. Yeah, I think that could be a good option. I don't know. There is no perfect solution for the situation that we're in right now. Yeah, for any any part of it. But. Uh, right. But I, I do hope that maybe a good side effect of all the shit we're going through is like I, I brought this up in the last show is that maybe this will force people to try new things that otherwise they would would never get greenlit you know mm-hmm, or they right. would or they you know now they're having to do it out of like necessity and desperation and i think some of those things like this like the drive-in thing could be one of those maybe yep we'll have to see i think it'd be fun if we go see a drive-in movie yeah maybe <laughs> maybe maybe he was like i still don't know about this <laughs> you got to do it at least once yeah you know, we'll find a good movie. Yeah, we should find we'll some. It. We'll go. Yeah, because there's a couple of different drivers. There's one out by right by you. Mm-hmm. I think there's one or two others and like around in the Midwest here. Um, but I'm not a whole a totally sure where they're at. And who knows? Some of the theaters might locally might be doing those drive-in parking lot theaters. Yeah, yeah. Until they're allowed to fully open, we'll see. What do you suggest? All right, guys. Well, I think it's been a pretty good show Mm -hmm. and we've had a lot to talk about. And now, as usual, the president we have set is that we will go out with some of our recommendations for stuff that we think you guys out there, you guys and gals and groovy gals and groovy guys out there ought to check out. Uh, Meg, do you got something you want to recommend? (laughs) I have. Food I'm going to recommend. Oh. It's silly little food. <laughs> <laughs> a coworker brought me the other day, and it is Uncrustables peanut butter and honey. Fucking love Uncrustables to begin with. Okay, they're so good. Yeah, I have never heard of Uncrustables. I don't. I don't understand how it's possible. 
It's like in a purple and white checkered box in the freezer section. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, they're really good. (laughs) Yeah, you're missing out. (laughs) So they're usually peanut butter and grape jelly, but this is peanut butter and honey on like wheat bread, except it doesn't taste like usual wheat bread. It's really good, actually. Mm. And I don't know. It, It was to die for. So amazing. So that is my recommendation. Everybody go out and get Uncrustables peanut butter and honey. You how, won't regret it. How many calories are they? I don't know. They're tiny little things. They're, they're not going to be that much. It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for Christ's sake. I understand that. But you know what? I I, I go and I eat a cookie or mm. I eat a donut or a Pop-Tart or all that. And I'm like, this is look at this little thin small thing. This can't be that bad. And then I eat it and then I look later and I'm like, holy shit, that was so loaded with with <laughs> calories and stuff. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amount per serving one sandwich is 200 calories. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You're like, it's so small. It doesn't even matter. You one can have little... 10 of them, dude. And that's your, your meal for the day. Dude. That'd be a good meal. Okay, well, I'd be good with yeah, that. I, okay. Well, first of all, Vito, you're a much bigger guy than me. And 2,000 calories a day is probably, if I eat 2,000 calories a day, I'm going to be rolling around here like Uter from The Simpsons. Isn't, it, isn't that your daily recommended calorie intake um, for people yeah it kind of does it vary I mean, by weight and it stuff? varies by no. weight and stuff i mean realistically if i eat more than 1500 a day i'm gonna gain weight and and as and i have <laughs> <laughs> and i have gained weight because i'm not following that so yeah no i mean i mean right off the bat just hearing that it, it's like oh well it's like bread and it's honey and it's peanut butter and i'm like yeah okay there's there's no way in hell this is like <laughs> healthy you know but it's 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 uncrustable. It doesn't have a crust. That's true. I like crust. I don't. Really? Not on my peanut butter and jelly special. <sighs> what am I doing here? <laughs> Jesus. It's like uh that Billy kid from the Bill Nye the Science Guy TV show. Did you guys ever watch Bill Nye? <laughs> no. no. Never mind then. <laughs> Billy, you have to eat your crust. Ugh. This kid, he never won crust on his white bread. Yep. No. I, there's I a like lot them. there's a lot of people like that. But I, I love the the crust a lot of times is my favorite part. I guess Ugh, the, for no. me it depends on the bread. Um, I use this uh, buttermilk bread that I get from um, I forgot what the company name is, like Countryside or something like that. But that's oh, the only bread I like. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the top part and sometimes the sides, but the bottom I can't stand. Really? Yeah. I hate the butt end of bread. Yeah. Does anybody even eat that? Eat that? Mm. What the the ends on the like end sliced end. bread? Yeah. Oh yeah. You do of course. You I do. always do. Really? Yeah. Man, that goes no, right I, in the garbage yeah, first me thing. Too. Really? <laughs> yeah, never oh, eat it. I'll man. save them for if you want them. Yeah, fuck it. I'll eat them. <laughs> I don't know when you be... save bread to go feed the ducks at the park. This one's just <laughs> to feed Larry. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna take care of a little piece yeah. and toss it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be sitting here recording, and then Vito's just gonna every now and then throw me a fucking crust of bread. <laughs> I'll catch it in my mouth. Nope. <laughs> All right, uh, Vito. What about you? You got anything to recommend? Um, I've got a movie that I watched on Netflix called The Platform. It came out this year. It's a Spanish film. Okay. <clears throat> if you guys are familiar with Cube, the movie, this is sort of okay, kind of like that. A bunch of prisoners get put in this vertical like tower prison system, and there's this platform of food, and there's like 200-something levels, and the food starts at the top, a full like smorgasbord of food, and it has to go through each level, and at every level, you get to eat as much food as you can until the platform drops. Mm-hmm. So if you're at level 200, there's literally no food left for you because everybody takes some from wow. the top. 
and you're stuck there and you get put in there randomly with people and you're stuck there for like a couple weeks at a time and then you get shifted to a different level. So you could show up at level one and be set for those two weeks because you get whatever food you want or you could wake up and you're at level 200 and you're totally fucked. It's like this weird horror yeah. sci-fi film. It's like a it's like a horror movie for fat people. It's like <laughs> that's the worst thing that could ever happen. And there's like <laughs> stuck in their own yeah, there's like hell. murders that happen in the in the prison oh, and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah, and everybody's like, you need to give me this food. We have to save the food. There's like two different camps. It's it's really cool, man. Yeah, check huh, it out. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that sounds weird. That sounds right up your alley. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like a fucked up Hunger Games. Yeah, sort of. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's super Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that sounds right up your alley, dude. With it being uh, cube like like that, because I know you're all about that kind of stuff. All about the cube, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, for me, my recommendation is a series, a little kind of documentary type series that is on Netflix called History One Hundred One. Mm, yeah, I've seen that a couple times. I'm interested to check it out, though. Yeah, it's really cool. Each episode features like a different. Uh, a, a different topic like one episode will be all about like the the phenomenon of fast food another one will be like talking about like the space race you know ju- nice. just different different things of life predominantly like you know american related kind of mm-hmm. centric life and everything but each episode is they they sort of use like archival footage and news bits and stuff to kind of piece together like a little story about it and the, I don't the episodes I don't think are they're not very long so it's pretty digestible it's not like uh, a Ken Burns <laughs> documentary series yeah. where you got to give up like a couple of weeks of your life to get through it I love Ken Burns documentary series don't I'm not bagging on it but it's nowhere near that involved you know they're like little easy digestible like a lot of the things on Netflix you know mm-hmm. like I like the the toys that made us yeah and the, the movies that made us all those I love those like Little things that it's like quick and easy for me to watch while I'm just like eating my lunch or something like that. You know, I don't have to invest a whole lot of time, but they're still like informative. You know, yeah, this history 101 is like that. So um, it's one season is available right now on Netflix and I forget how many episodes there are. Maybe 10. I was going to say, this seems like there's usually 10. Yeah, I think it's 10. I think it's 10. I think it's time to get the hell out of here. It has been a lot of fun talking, and we got through two episodes now, and we're going to keep them coming. Mm -hmm. And so we suggest that all of you, if you have not already, please log into your Facebook, find the Geeking Squad group, and uh, send us a request to join the group. It doesn't cost anything. We just we want everybody in there and it's just a place for people to share funny memes and articles and stuff. There's no politics. There's no religion. There's nothing like super controversial in there. We don't really allow that. But all the things you hear us talk about here on the show comes from the stuff that we and all of you share in that group. So hope we see you over there. And uh, we also, of course, want to hear what you guys think about our show. So make sure you leave us comments. Yes. Reviews help as well. Oh, man. Those five-star reviews, we love those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Any reviews. I mean, just give us reviews. We need reviews. Somebody talk to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just floating out here, you know, kind of like, somebody reel us in. <laughs> 
And if you want to head over to our Patreon page and give us some love and support over there, we always appreciate that. We definitely want to give you a shout out on our podcast as well. And we also have special content that's just for our patrons. Outtakes and bloopers and like, you know, when we're going to be doing more stuff like that. And we we need feedback from you guys as to what you would like to see on there. Like what, you know. We're happy to do this show for nothing for you. You know, we put you can download the podcast for free. You can watch YouTube for free. You can join the squad group for free. But any bit of support is a major help to us and uh, helps us continue to build this show and do more. So what would you like to see on the Patreon page that would make you want to be a patron of ours Mm -hmm. let us know and if you're like fuck you guys there ain't nothing you can do to make me be one of your patrons and hey so (laughs) so be it you know but yeah just but let us know you know because we we like that feedback Mm -hmm. right oh yeah all right so i think with that it is time to say adieu yeah that's a wrap adios see ya talk to you soon we'll be back with episode three Bye. bye